Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Pursuit of Power podcast, where we talk about education, business, and entrepreneurship. I am your host, Kayla. I have a popular YouTube channel with over 1,100 subscribers. I am a digital marketer, and I have my bachelor's degree in finance. This is the first episode, and in this episode, I'm interviewing one of my oldest friends, Anna. I started this podcast by doing interviews for my YouTube channel and turning this audio into podcast audio. With Anna, we talk about her time as a geology major, what it's like working as a geologist, and various questions regarding the geology major and her work as a geologist. I hope you guys enjoy, and be sure to leave a review if you enjoyed this podcast. And today, I'm going to be starting my interview segment, and today, I'm interviewing one of my oldest friends, Anna. Anna, please go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, everybody. My name is Anna, and I just recently graduated with my master's degree in geology. Look forward to chatting today. And you're now working as a full-blown geologist. Yes, I... uh, I was fortunate enough to be able to land my dream job, and I'm excited to see where this is going to go. Okay. Can you, um, like, let the audience know, like, how you became interested in geology and decided to major in that in college? Sure. So my interest in geology actually stems from my dad. <laughs> uh, we would spend a lot of time going outside, going for hikes, and uh, just, you know, being outside and you start to wonder about the trail that you walk on, the mountains and the hills that you're, uh, that you're on. And you, or at least in my case, I started to ask these questions of why, why is this here? How did it get there? And what does that mean? So when we were in high school, we took earth science. Actually, we took earth science together. Oh, no, it's a <laughs> and, um, it was a, a, a pathway to say, okay, this is, this is the start to those answers. And as I started to learn more, the more I actually was getting more questions than I was getting answers. So it just started to evolve into the direction that I wanted to study. I mean, we live on this fantastic planet that's 4.56 billion years old that has a lot to tell us and just waiting for the right opportunity. So that's my, my boring reason as to why I became a geologist. <laughs> When you were getting ready for college, did you ever think about majoring in anything else or was geology like the thing that absolutely stuck out to you? I always wanted to do geology, but I did have a hot minute where I thought I was going to be a librarian. <laughs> I'm sure you're probably happy that you chose geology. Well. I'm very happy. I'm much more, I, I, I enjoy being outside. As much as I enjoy reading and books and, you know, the quiet environment of a library, real glad that didn't happen. <laughs> A lot of people want to know how necessary a master's degree in geology is um, like needed to get a job in the field of geology. So it entirely depends on what you want to do and where you want to go. A master's degree is not the end all. You can be perfectly successful within the geosciences with just a bachelor's. And just like anything you want to go into, having a solid background, you know, pay attention to your classes, you know, you know, get good grades and going out and getting internship experience is what will make you stand apart from everybody else. 
getting a master's degree definitely will give you a leg up. Um, I mean, if you want to start off automatically with a little bit more of a pay bump, uh, then then go for it. But you can easily be successful um, with a with a bachelor's degree. But something to consider: um, a lot of the jobs within the geosciences are uh, heavy within like the environmental consulting industry, mm-hmm. and they like to see the OSHA uh, Haswopper training, the 40 hour. So if you can come in with some of that training already done or with that certification, that will give you an instant boost above somebody who doesn't because then it's just an extra step that your company won't have to put the time and money into this week long training. You'll already have it. And a lot of institutions, depending on where you go, will either offer the training for free or give it to you at a discounted cost. Okay. Wow. Awesome. Um, how much of a pay bump would you say there is between a bachelor's and a master's or somebody who has that certification? Um, so the certification isn't necessarily going to give you too much of a bump. It might give you a leg up in the hiring yeah. realm. Um, but between a bachelor's and a master's, it could be anywhere between a few thousand dollars to $10,000. I mean, the best example I could give uh, if you're looking into working federal, if you want to go for the EPA or the USGS, um, just the pay ranking that you come out, uh, you can be a minimum of a GS seven, which is around forty to like forty three k with a um, with a bachelor's. But if you come out with a master's, then you're already at fifty k. So, um, and, and that's just using the federal government scale because it's the easiest mm-hmm. <laughs> to to use and visualize. They're they're pretty much set in stone. Are geology jobs um, concentrated in certain areas across America, or could they be found um, relatively easy wherever you looked across U.S.? You can pretty much find a geology job anywhere. Um, I happen to be in the lovely Big Apple, and there is a lot of opportunities for a geologist. I will be doing some site assessments and remediation reports. You could also do it where you're just pushing paperwork. You can be associated with lawyers. If you want to be more associated with the oil and gas industry, you know, being more out towards the West where, where that is, you, you would have to move for the job. Uh-huh. But there's a lot you can do within the geosciences. So there's a lot of mobility. I mean, you can be in New York, you can be in Maine, you can be in Texas, you can be in California. If you're in California, you might be focusing on earthquakes or, or the fact that there's no water. <laughs> if you're in Texas, you'll probably be doing oil and gas. If you're in New York, you'll probably be doing a lot of remediation and resiliency work. Uh, if you're in Michigan, you might be trying to give them clean drinking water. So it's, it's geographic, but um, you, 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 can, you can easily be able to find something that you like. Go anywhere. You can always teach. Teaching is all over the place. (laughs) How easy would it be for somebody to, um, I'm not going to say make a career change, but somebody takes a geology job in Texas, maybe doing like the petroleum engineering thing, and they decide, Mm -hmm. I don't want to live in Texas anymore. I want to move back to New York. (laughs) I want to move back to California. How easy would it would you think it would be for somebody who starts in one area of geology to move into a different area of geology? That is a little tricky for me to answer, but from my own 
experience of being within the geosciences for the past few years, a lot of the skills are transferable. So just because your focus will change, your experience won't, your experiences will still be helpful. So um, if you decide that, you know, petroleum isn't for you and you want to, you know, move to Ohio and be a professor, those experiences will still be beneficial because you're in the field and you have the hands-on experience, which is transferable regardless of where you go. It'll just all add up then. And it all adds up. And something I had forgotten to mention, most states now, and it's actually a big motion for it to be in all 50 states, there is a a licensing um, process to be um, a a geologist. So um, you start out, what I'm in the process of doing now is getting my fundamentals of geology, which is the first exam that you have to take. And it basically just says you, 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 can, you can do the science and you can do it successfully and you can do it safely. And then you have to go through, um, it's three to five years, depending, of shadowing geologists and being an apprentice and getting your work signed off to say that you're, yeah, you can do this and you're not a complete, you know, complete bum. You actually care about what you're doing. Um, and then you take another exam because why not? And then you can get your professional license, uh, your professional license, and then you're a professional geologist. And then once you get that, you can, it'll carry through all the different, all the different states mm-hmm. because the standard is the same throughout. Okay. So I'm starting the slow process of getting my licenses. <laughs> do you think that's a positive change for the geology landscape or do you feel like that's just like more hurdles for geologists to go through? As someone who's just coming out of school, the idea of taking more examinations is a pain in the butt. Um, <laughs> but I do think it's terrific that no matter where you want to work, your expectations will be the same regardless. Hmm, yeah. I mean, it might change if you like maybe you work for state or, or federal, but to know that as a geologist, these are my standards, this is what I have to do, and you are you will be the exact same as your peers. Uh-huh. And if you run into a situation where not everybody is super open-minded about being a woman in the geosciences, you bas- you have the license that says, I am the same, if not better. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Which is my own personal plug. <laughs> How would you say your experience has been as a woman so far as geology? Is geology more of a um, male-dominated field? It's definitely a male-dominated field, but there, we're in a transition zone where a lot of those older men, men are retiring, and we have this new influx of new young energy and um you know just kind of like everywhere you might go there are some closed-minded folks some little old school a little rusty but of every conference that i've gone to um the geology conferences they are the most laid-back fun people to be it's a conference that gives out free beer i love going to gsa (laughs) like you get beer tickets and you're just like, this is great. And you get to go to terrific talks and learn a lot. Um, they're definitely very open and an accepting group. Would you say um, going to school for geology was worth it for you as a whole? 
For me, it was absolutely worth it. Uh, the more that I studied, the more that I did, I got to do some amazing things. I had the opportunity to go to Death Valley for uh, a research project in undergrad. And I've lived in New York my whole life. And I ran away to Massachusetts for my, for my undergrad. <laughs> and um, to get to go to see something that's, to it was also my first time crossing the Mississippi River. I just, I'm not a well-traveled individual. <laughs> I'm working on it. I feel like a lot of people in our school wasn't, for the most part. And you get to see, you know, we have the Catskills, which are functionally hills in comparison to when you're flying over the Rockies or you're looking at Mount Whitney and also you're at the lowest point on earth and it is really hot. But you get to experience what you've been looking at for a semester and reading papers and pouring your heart over and say, this is tectonic, this is tectonics in action. I'm, I'm seeing it. I'm physically touching what I read about it is terrific. I also had the opportunity um, to work on a, a brine formation on obsidian, which was a lot of fun until my entire project dissolved in epoxy. <laughs> And uh, so that came to a grinding halt, but it still gave me the opportunity to use different tools. Like I got to use a scanning electron microscope and I got to look at things that, um, I got to look at microorganisms that were basically the size of like an eighth of a hair. They were so tiny. It was so, it was the coolest thing ever. And then it all dissolved, but that's, research is imperfect. <laughs> and, uh, while I was a grad student, I had the opportunity to be a graduate research fellow through NOAA. And I um, was at the NOAA Center for Weather and Climate in College Park, Maryland for a summer. And that is a complete different jump than from, from what I was doing, which was you know, a lot of the hard rock being out in the field. It actually, I learned how to code <laughs> a lot of MATLAB and I'm in the process of teaching myself Python because that seems to be the universal coding language. Mm -hmm. uh, so le learn to code. It's, it's, it's taking over. <laughs> if that's one, one plug, I got to say. Um, but what I was doing with that was looking at land surface temperature over New York City using um, one of their recently launched satellites. And it took my own vision of the geosciences, which was very, you know, set in stone for lack of a better phrase <laughs> to uh, seeing just how organic it, it, it can be. And just because, because geology is, it's the study of earth. So it, it encompasses everything. So you have the ability to focus with, you know, within the biological sciences or the chemical sciences or, and throw in some physics if you're a physics kind of person. And um, it was a very fun change of pace, and because I had that experience, it's started to, to shift my own views within the geosciences and um, kind of the, the questions and things they want to attack in the future, especially with climate change being such a pressing issue in our time uh, and a very daunting issue in our time. <laughs> um, that it's uh, you don't just have to stay stuck with one idea and still be within the umbrella of the geosciences, and I think that's makes it fun and unique. 
would you say that um, your various experiences as a geologist and a geology major and going on to work in the field, your work is making a positive impact for humanity and for the world as a whole? I would say so. I mean, what better way to change the world than studying it? And uh, it gives you the opportunity to, uh, again, hands-on, which is my big love for within the geosciences. But you can, you can see your science in action and you can live, you can live in one place and your study focus area can be, you can study permafrost in the Arctic Boreal region and see the change that's happening with the rapid melt. How important was networking in obtaining your job in geology? Networking is absolutely vital. Um, if it wasn't for networking, I wouldn't have gotten the uh, the research position that I had for um, for my uh, graduate schooling. I had the great pleasure of attending conferences and getting the chance to talk to uh, different companies about their expectation, to talk to different schools about the projects that they're working on, because depending on where you go to school, your project's going to be a little different. Um, going to school in New York City, we have ties to Columbia University, which has NASA GIS. We have NOAA Crest operating at a city college, which is where I was. We have the Beaumont Doherty Research Center in Palisades. So depending on where you go, your topic, your, your, your focus might be different. You go out west, you'll be doing a lot more paleontology work than what you might do in New York. <laughs> um, so in terms of getting my, my job, in terms of networking, talk to everybody, figure out what they do, see what you like, see what, they, see what you like, see what you don't like, see what they like and what, and what they don't like. And then you can start to shape the kind of person and geologist you wanna be. And I think that kind of goes for any field, um, not just within the geosciences, because it's so open and there's so many different options in what you can study. Was it relatively easy for you to find like a mentor as a geology major and going into the field? Um, or did you just really just take advice from like anybody who you could get a conversation rolling with? Pretty much anybody who would let me talk and offered to listen. <laughs> because everybody's situation is unique, just like no two people are, are the same. Um, but, finding, but finding someone who you can bounce ideas off of. Um, I've, from when I was a freshman and I was taking my first geology classes, I still keep in contact with that professor. She was a big help in getting me to where I had to go because I started out at a community college for my freshman year and I had my sights set on going to Mount Holyoke. It was my dream school. It was where I wanted to go. So she helped me get the transfer stuff figured out and made sure that when I was ready to transfer after my freshman year that I was surefire in. And it's just been on the up and up. And uh, so she and I still keep in touch. We'll grab dinner from time to time. And even though she's not directly involved in the field that I'm in, it's still good to have someone who you can just say, hey, this is, this is what I'm doing. This makes sense, right? <laughs> <laughs> All a little new. 
you're kind of a veteran. Um, so yeah, it's good. It's good to have a mentor and good to have people you can talk to. What do you think made you stand out from your peers um, when you applied to your current job? Like, what was the it factor about you? The it factor that it came up a few times in my interview was the fact that I was coming in with experience. I had taken a gap year between my undergrad and my grad, um, which wasn't intentional. It was a funding issue. Um, and I had worked at a water testing company. So I would go out, I, I had the customer service, I had the field experience. So we would do collect soil and, and water samples. And because I had done that, uh, I had in that case already had a year's worth of professional experience under my belt. And I had also had the opportunity through my college to take classes on um, phase one and phase two environmental assessment. And that's not like it's a certification that you can get, but uh, there are site assessments that every environmental company in the, in the US does. And I came in with knowledge of the ASTM standards and um, EPA regulations. So I came in with that little bit of a leg up just because I was curious about it. <laughs> and that also gave me the chance to get the OSHA 40 hour Haswapper training. Um, so I was coming in with, even though in the grand scheme of things, it wasn't a lot of experience. It was still, it was still experience that was relevant to where I wanted to go and what I wanted to do while still being a student. So what do you actually do um, on a day-to-day -day basis in your job as a geologist? So day-to-day, -day, um, I roughly spend 60 to 80% of my time out in the field. Uh, so what I do isn't an office job, which is great. I'm not someone who can sit in a cubicle all day long and just crunch numbers. Uh, so we'll, uh, we'll go out to a site and we do a lot of remediation work. So we'll do a site evaluation. Uh, we'll see what's there, evaluate groundwater, soil, rock type, uh, what the ground was used for previously, what they want to use the ground for uh, in the future, uh, and give recommendation if there's any sort of pollutant that needs to be cleaned up or cleared up so that it can be used for something, or if uh, there is too much of a certain pollutant that might you know, have to halt production so that that contaminant can be addressed. Um, and then we come back, write up the report, and um, any samples that we collect along the way, we'll send off to the lab so we can get a, a full markup of what's happening, and we'll send it on its way. How much paperwork do you think you have to deal with on your job? Enough to get through a lot of podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> and the time that you do spend in your office or your cubicle, <laughs> in that time, are you doing any coding work to complement what you're doing in the field? I personally am not doing a lot of coding. We do have a separate department for remote sensing folks that do the coding. Uh, but um, I, I do have a background on it, so if they ever need a hand i'm always like hey i can i can help i can help but you know not that i have the time but Back me in. <laughs> um what would you say to the people who think geology isn't like a hard science well rocks are hard so all <laughs> jokes aside um the hard sciences are basically anything that's within um the natural sciences so the same thing with 
uh, physics, chemistry, biology. Um, it's what what is it for hard sciences have control variables dependent independent variables it's it's that's it it's measured and quantifiable unlike the i know the psychologists and the sociologists will get a little angry at me but that's more or like the social sciences that's more of the softer thoughts emotions feelings a little less of what you can control versus the um the hard sciences where it's going to happen a certain way and it's we can keep it in a controlled setting so including the pun it is a hard science <laughs> <laughs> um what would you consider the most prestigious jobs in geology depends on what really you want to do but if you want if you want to pay back your student loans in no time uh going into oil and gas is the is the way to go that's where you can make the highest dollars plus a year um that would be the most prestigious if you're talking about what's being put into your bank account you're yeah, like monetary value <laughs> of right if you want to pay off your student loans when in six months then that's what you want to do <laughs> um but then if you also want to use science to change the world um getting involved in organizations like NOAA, NASA, or the USGS, where even though it's a federal position, um, you can still make a, a decent high up their salary. Uh, and you get to tackle some of the pressing questions. So depends on what you want to do. Or if you teach, if you want to teach, depending on the university you go to. Mm -hmm. I mean, teaching at Harvard would be awesome, but maybe somewhere down the line, that's for me. For uh, professor positions in geology, I'm going to assume a PhD is needed in almost every case, or are there opportunities for teaching opportunities with, uh, for people who just have a master's? There are opportunities. Um, again, that kind of depends on the institution. Um, a lot of community colleges will um, hire you to teach a class or two um, if you just have your master's. Um, and then if they really like you, they can bring you on to be an associate or a full-time uh, professor. Uh, typically four-year schools like to see a PhD. And uh, if you're lucky, they'll help you out so you can get it. Um, but you can very successfully teach with just a, a master's in geology. Cool. Um, and well, not and, and do college, not have to worry about, you know, like teaching high school. That's not your thing, which isn't mine. No, you don't want to deal with. <laughs> I can handle college kids, that's about it. <laughs> Do you believe there are entrepreneurial opportunities in the world of geology? Like my audience is into that kind of thing. So I figured I would get your, in your input on that. There definitely is. Um, if you wanted to go into the world of environmental consulting, which um, is a little bit of what I do, it's this beautiful combination of um, like office work and field work. And they do some remediation cleanup efforts and um, focus a lot on drinking water and uh, like the effects of above ground and um, below ground storage tanks and, and so on. Um, and you could have one every, anywhere. I mean, you can make it local and you can just focus on your town or your city. You could have a larger audience and be statewide or, or global. Um, the company that I work for happens to be international. We're all over the place. Um, but to go into con environmental consulting from what I've seen, 
just takes some some good scientists and a business plan, which I can't, I don't, I'd like took a, a econ class and that was the extent of it. So that's not, that's not me. I'll be your scientist though. <laughs> um, let's move into the realities versus expectation segment. Um, yeah. So let me know, like, uh, what are a few realities versus expectations that you have come across as your time in going through school for geology and working in the field? Okay, so to the inexperienced person, when I say I'm a geologist, I get the cool rocks. And that's basically the extent of it. Um, I also get the, oh, so do you study volcanoes? Dinosaurs? Are you an archaeologist? Are you Indiana Jones-ish? Not really, though. <laughs> um, the, the geosciences, as I've hinted to you throughout this, is very open and it can do a lot. I actually had some very interested. I was at a job fair um, in this past October, and I was talking to a, a firm that was looking to uh, make maps that was going to help build more sidewalks that were handicap accessible. And I was like, great, I meet all the qualifications. I go to hand the recruiter my resume. And she says, oh, geology. I was like, yeah, that, you know, I'm getting my master's. It's, you know, this whole big thing. Um, she was like, oh, I just thought that was like rocks and stuff. I was like, it's, it is, but I, I also, I can use mapping software, I can code, I have the experience. I mean, I can, you can see in my resume, I check off all the, the boxes. It's like, huh, we just don't consider geologists. We were thinking we wanted an engineer and they took my resume and I never heard from them, which was fine. <laughs> um, but it's just interesting to see how people will have this preconceived notion of, because I studied geology automatically, I spend all my time, you know, digging up dinosaur bones which I have friends who actually do that for their districtation, and I think that's terrific, but I just don't have the patience for it. Um, and then the other is, oh, so you're going into oil. So, no. I mean, at one point, I think every geoscientist has a thought of, well, I can go into oil, and I can pay off all my bills, and then I can buy a Land Rover. <laughs> um, but that's not just it, because you can you can go into all these different tracks and you can take all these different paths. Um, and it's just a matter of finding what you like within it. And there's a lot, lot of opportunities. So pay attention in class because that's, that's where you're going to find your, your gateway. <laughs> well, I think you definitely chose the right thing for you. Like, <laughs> and so like, I'm so glad to see that, you know, you followed your passion and, you made everything work and now you're working as a geologist. Um, what would you say to the people who's watching right now who are interested in working and majoring in geology? What kind of insight, advice, what do they need to know? First off, go for it. Don't have, don't, don't listen to people who want to say that geology is just a hobby because you, you, it, it's exactly what you make of it. To some, geology is going on a hike, collecting a shiny rock, and putting it on a shelf. To, to others, it's working on a coastal resiliency plan so that when we have another hurricane like Harvey or Sandy, 
we don't completely destroy our shorelines again. Uh, so, you know, don't listen to the haters. <laughs> um, but go out and get experience. Geology is a very unique science where we, we study exactly what we're standing on. So go out, look at it, experience, go to our national parks, you know, go to our museums, see what's happening and, you know, stay in touch with recent work and publications. The, the nice thing is that, and I'm going to use my really bad pun again, is that everything is set in stone. <laughs> so it's really hard to, to falsify your science. <laughs> so get, exper uh, get, get field experiences, go out for internships, and, and have fun. That's, that's probably my biggest takeaway for, for being a geologist is that you get, there's a lot of opportunities. You just have to dig around. Right. <laughs> so, you know, thank you so much for coming on here. I think we had a great discussion and I'm sure for the people who are watching this, they're going to be so thankful that you gave your insight and advice and your experiences so far as a geology major and working in geology. Um, you know, thank you a million times. Thank you for being my first interview. Um, Thanks for having me. This was fun. My face is a little red, but that's okay. I think I missed too. What an amazing job Anna did on this podcast. She gave so much insight. Thank you a million times, Anna, for your time and your wisdom regarding geology and being a geologist. If you guys enjoyed this podcast, be sure to give this podcast a review and share it with anybody who you think would enjoy the information shared in this podcast. I hope you guys have a wonderful day, and I'll see you around in another podcast. Bye.